Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Trophy and the Naismith Awards. This is Bob Rathbun in Atlanta welcoming you to our program, and we're releasing this on Friday afternoon with all of the late breaking news, and it's so great to have Matt Norlander of CBS Sports on with us. It was so funny. We recorded this on Friday morning, and when we started the interview, Matt was giving us, as you'll hear, all his takes on what's going on in college basketball. Then we had to stop because of the breaking news around UCLA, and then we picked the interview back up again. So it's going to come in two parts. You won't be able to tell it because of the masterful editing done by Court Rathbun on our podcast, but that's what's going on. This story continues to evolve. Teams are dropping out games left and right as we watch another surge of COVID uh, take over sports, not only in college basketball, but the NBA, the NFL, the National Hockey League, etc. Just think, as we check our Jersey Mike's news and notes, just think of where we were at the end of last week. We saw Ron Harper Jr. hit that amazing buzzer-beating three from midcourt that shocked number one Purdue, 70-68. We watched Seton Hall and Texas play a great game in Newark. Seton Hall won that one by four, and then they knock off Rutgers. Iowa State had the thrashing of Iowa. On the women's side, we had Georgia Tech with that incredible 15-1 run in the fourth quarter to knock off UConn in Atlanta. And now all we're talking about again is COVID. There's a lot to unpack, and uh, Matt is great. He'll get us the absolute latest. They've rescheduled the CBS Classic for Vegas on Saturday. We'll get all that from Matt in just a moment. I want to remind everybody to follow Matt Norlander and that is his Twitter handle, at Matt Norlander. And follow us, of course, at Naismith Trophy on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me as well, at Bob Rathbun TV. We'll get into it with Matt and discuss what's happening as of this moment in college basketball. But first, this from Jersey Mike's. If Jersey Mike's turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's, because premium meat makes a sub above. Always great to catch up our annual visit with CBS Sports' Matt Nordlander. And Matt, I, this is crazy because we're taping this on Friday morning. We're going to release it Friday afternoon, so it's, it's as up-to-date as you can get. But here we go again, right? I mean, all these postponements and cancellations due to COVID uh, is bringing back a lot of bad memories, my friend. I don't want to see this, but here we are. You're absolutely, uh, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, right now, as we speak, or again, we are on Friday morning. Akron, Abilene Christian, Georgia State, Cornell, Cleveland State, DePaul, Nevada, Ohio State, Penn State, Seton Hall, Syracuse, Tulane, Wagner, and Washington are 14 schools that at some point this season have had to pause because of COVID, and many of those are currently paused. Between when we're talking now and when this podcast gets released, we're going to have an answer about if UCLA is going to be another school on top of that list. We could have more. So, yes, I spent a lot of Thursday on the phone with different uh, people across college basketball, and the overwhelming uh, you know, <laughs> takeaway was I can't believe this is happening again. I thought we were totally past this. And, uh, you know, we don't need to go down a super deep dive here, but I do think a, a big reason why this is happening is not just because 
Cases are spiking across the country. That is a huge reason. That's reflected in the college basketball community the way it is the NBA and the NFL and all that. It's that the players are many of them are not boosted. Most are most are fully vaccinated. Plenty are fully vaccinated, but because the uh, efficacy of the vaccines tend to wane after six months, a lot of these players got vaccinated in April and May or when they got to campus in June for summer courses and individual workouts. And now we're hitting December, so it's been six plus months. The efficacy wanes. Omicron is taking over. It might be more, you know, able to kind of break through. And so while a lot of players aren't feeling sick, they are still testing positive. The universities are going to stick with their protocol. So the next month is going to be quite interesting because I think coaches are starting to realize with a quickness, we need to get our players boosted to give ourselves the best chance at not losing two, three, or four games. You are in Connecticut. The Big East conference play gets cranked up big time this weekend. Providence and UConn's on the horizon. What is your feeling about uh, what's happening in the Northeast? Because we know New York is, with the Gotham Classic, have already had one of the games postponed. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, up here in the Northeast, man, you know, just speaking to the COVID stuff, the cases are spiking. I I'm hoping to go to Providence UConn on Saturday. That's a wonderful game. They're still planning to play. Here's the, here's the wild thing about this, right? As you and I talk, like, yes, I expect UConn and Providence to be able to play tomorrow, and, and schools aren't uh, – aren't necessarily testing their player. Like, if you're fully vaccinated, you're not getting tested unless you are showing symptoms. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, across this region, um, this next wave can be relatively quick. Uh, and, you know, but I know we're entering into winter here. We'll just see how, how high the swell and how fast the, 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 the dip can come here. But, yeah, Providence-UConn is, I mean, if it can be played, and I'm expecting it to be played, Providence is not yet ranked. And I have been uh, vocal against that for about two weeks on Twitter and on TVSports.com in my power rankings. The Friars have wins over Wisconsin and the Texas Tech team that's ranked. I mean, the Friars should be ranked, but this will be the prove-it game. If you can win on the road against UConn, the Friars will be ranked, no doubt about it, come Monday. If UConn can win, it will kind of, you know, reestablish itself as a true contender to Xavier and Villanova in a, in a pretty interesting top of the Big East because Villanova has not been yet. It's got three losses. They're all the top ten teams but if this was truly like a top-five Villanova team, I think it would have picked off one of those top-ten opponents that hasn't had that yet. It still might be the best team in the Big East, but um, we'll see what Providence and UConn can provide in terms of uh, in terms of competition this week because on Friday night, Villanova also has to go against a Creighton team that's been a little better than expected, but is coming off uh, an unwanted home loss to Arizona State. Let's talk about some of the games that we feel pretty confident are going to be uh, happening. And what I wanted to ask you about is in Indianapolis, the crossover classic. Sadly, this is the last one. Uh, this is the weekend doubleheader in downtown Indianapolis. This year's matchups have Butler, Purdue, and Indiana going up against Notre Dame. Man, I got to tell you, there's a part of me that's sad. I know Indiana's replaced this with Kansas, and that's a great game. But still, I mean, this is to me, this is part of what makes college basketball so great, these holiday doubleheaders and tournaments. And I'm kind of sad to see the Crossroad Classic uh, come to an end after this year. How about you? Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I prefer um, these games to be in uh, in home-and-home -home, uh, type venues and arenas. Like, I, I'll take that every single time, without a doubt. But, you know, the Crossroads Classic did, did exist for a decade. And I remember when it got announced. This was right near the start of my, uh, my time at CBS. I love the idea. I still do love the idea. In fact, I think that there's a chance, a chance, that we can look up in seven or eight seasons. And maybe this becomes a thing that's uh, in every two, two years on, two years off. Maybe. I don't know. 
I do know this. I will take Indiana versus Kentucky versus Kansas at Fog Allen and Assembly Hall and open up the opportunity for Butler to get a, a decent non-conference game, for Notre Dame to get a decent non-conference game in uh, opposing venues in their own venues versus top 50, top 60 level competition. I'll take that over the crossroads, but I know it was a good thing for the teams regionally that for that part of the country, uh, without a doubt. I'm just going to take college basketball and home and road environments with, you know, r- tournament level teams every single time. The cross, I'm glad they revived it. It lasted a decade. I don't think it should disappear forever. In fact, I'd love if, uh, if we could, you know, circle back in 2027 and see if we can, you know, do it here. I think that still will be a possibility, but ultimately I think it's going to be on the fans at those schools and in that region to, to kind of keep, you know, keep their voice uh, known about it. You know, they, you know, this could be a little bit of a bummer, but if you can, uh, I, I can promise you this, the, the ADs and coaches at those schools, they hear the fan, uh, the fans talk. There's no doubt about it. And so if in three or four years, you know, there can almost be a grassroots campaign, I think it could be revived, but I think it's okay if it goes away for a little bit. Yeah. It, you know, it, it sort of reminds me of, of what we went through at the start of this season. I, we had all these great games, Matt, and the crowds were back, and I think they were so engrossed and enthusiastic because it was taken away from us last year. And we were so happy to have these games and back in the stands, and then the players reward us with these unbelievable games. That's what got everybody all geeked up. So absence did make the heart grow fonder in that circumstance, don't you think? I think you just put it perfectly. I think that is absolutely the case there. Absence made the heart grow fonder. And as we speak here kind of in real time as, you know, we get more teams COVID pausing and, you know, CBS Sports Classic gets altered and updated and all that stuff. Um, we're getting a little bit of the flashback of last season when it was uh, scheduling changes by the day. I think we're going to get that more going forward. And so it's making us appreciate some of these things even more because, you know, obviously everyone expected going into the season that it could be uh, much more smooth than it's currently looking right now. And so, yes, we are taking all these things uh, no longer as for granted as we once did. Matt, I wanted to ask you about a couple of other games. We'll let you go, and then we'll talk about the, what happened this morning with UCLA. But ten- Tennessee-Memphis in Nashville and Gonzaga-Texas Tech. Uh, anything strike you about those two matchups? Uh, Memphis coming off an unbelievable win over Alabama. Uh, listen, you talk about things that are ending. You know, Memphis and Tennessee got a couple more games that they're going to play, but there's no guarantee. Like, that is a – you want to talk about fear. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that is not scheduled to be continued indefinitely going forward, which is unfortunate because what they actually arranged for was a home-home neutral situation right now with Penny Hardaway and Rick Barnes. And so we are, uh, we are not guaranteed to get this going forward. A big opportunity – this is a huge weekend in college basketball. Um, a lot of huge opportunities. Memphis got a – Memphis got as important of a win this week as any program has had at any point in the season. I really think it meant that much. Now, we'll see how long that win can really have legs because if Memphis turns around and lose by, loses by 17 to Tennessee, you know, yeah, the win over Alabama was good, but ultimately how much did you, know, how much did you benefit from it? So um, it's, uh, it's, it's a big-time game. I'm excited to see it. Kennedy Chandler for Tennessee is a Memphis local, and he's been one of the best freshmen in the country. And so, yeah, keep an eye, uh, keep an eye on that one. That's going to be a, a really fun game. But I think the, the potential outcomes could be anything from Tennessee by 24 to Memphis by like, you know, 9 or 10 because uh, the teams play drastically different styles. As we were recording this on Friday morning, the news broke that the UCLA-Carolina game was off in Vegas. Uh, 
I thought they had UNLV kind of lined up. They needed a waiver to play an extra game, but I thought they might be able to continue. But what's the latest there? The latest there, as we literally, as we were recording this. So, yeah, Carolina versus Kentucky is going to be the standalone game at 530 on CBS on Saturday. Um, UCLA dragged its feet with its testing. And because of that, um, they just couldn't align a second game. Uh, UNLV needed to get a waiver. I don't think it was going to receive one to get a 30-second regular season game. And then uh, Northwestern was willing to go and play UNLV if that was the case. But, uh, you know, we got to a point where it just got too close. You, you know, you, these teams got to – not UNLV because it's in the city, but, like, you know, if you're getting a fourth team, they got to travel there and do all this stuff. And so, um, yeah, man, it's uh, – it's it's been wild, but we get a standalone game, and um, and because of that, we get two of the biggest brand, you know, two of the three biggest programs in the sport. But it's been wild, and at least we get Kentucky versus Carolina, which, by the way, is an important game for both those teams on the court because they both could really use that kind of win for their NCAA tournament resume. The loser is gonna is gonna head into league play behind the eight ball from where they wanted to be heading into the season. No doubt. Uh, Carolina seems to be on the uptick. Kentucky, I'm not so sure. How do you feel? You know what? Uh, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Carolina's been better in the past couple of weeks. Kentucky took a loss it did not need to take at Notre Dame, a Notre Dame team that I thought would be in the NCAA tournament before the season, and now I'm second-guessing myself on that. But Kentucky has played well. Carolina tends to bring out a lot of good things uh, in Kentucky. The, the program has done well over the years. So I'm, I'm interested to see um, – my blind, you know, I'll just say right now, Kentucky will win the game. You know, I'm going to pick them to win, but I think it'll be close and competitive. And the interesting, you know, backdrop to all this is that uh, these teams, like, you know, they're going to have 24 hours to prepare for each other. A very, very quick turnaround because they weren't expecting to play each other. Uh, get out there and play. Matt, thank you so much for taking time. I know you're going nuts, but thanks for all you do for Naismith. We really do appreciate you and uh, love catching up with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Matt. We kind of rolled into the interview, the What to Watch feature on our podcast. A lot of great games. One, of course, we want to draw attention to is Gonzaga at Texas Tech. Matt did not comment on that game, but that add that one to the list of the great games this weekend. But, man, stay tuned because you never know when these games are going to be postponed, canceled, moved around, or played as they should be on the schedule. So we'll all find out how this plays out this weekend, and we'll have more next week. John Crispin from ESPN is going to join us, and we'll talk more about this weekend, the craziness that's going on with all these rescheduled games. So that's coming up next week. Thank you so much for joining us. And, again, please uh, rate and review our podcast. That really helps get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. Five stars would certainly be appreciated. And follow us to get the latest on all of our awards, both college, coaches, and high school, at Naismith Trophy on Instagram and on Twitter. That's it for this week. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll see you next week on A Trophy Life. From Atlanta, Bob Rathbun saying so long.